This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Regardless whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BDB. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy time are coming. 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. All right. So Mark Meckler is here. He's talking about Convention of States. Conventionofstates.com. This is Article 5 of the Constitution. This is a way to get the, uh, the Congress to start listening to the people. And it's going to be very narrow. Um, it is um, it's controlled. It is... Um, you can't just go in and and hijack the thing um, because, as you were saying, the founders even and the Articles of Confederation, when they called the Constitutional Convention together, they they had the authority to do it except for two states. Um, everybody else had the authority to to do what they did. Um, um, what first? Let's start with where did you? Um, what did you do this weekend? What actually passed this weekend? in this mock convention? So uh, it's important to remember what can be discussed in the first place, what the limitations are. So there are three subject matter areas. The first is uh, imposing any kind of fiscal restraints on the federal government. So that would include things like a balanced budget amendment or imposing generally accepted counting principles on the federal government Mm. instead of unicorn and rainbow accounting like they use. Outrageous things like that. Second is anything that would impose scope and jurisdictional limits on the federal government. In other words reimposing enumerated powers on the federal government, stuffing the, con- the beast back in the constitutional box. And the third area is imposing term limits. And, and that can include, by the way, which I'm in favor of, term limits on the Supreme Court and the whole federal judiciary. So, uh, and, and, and any of the apparatus, State Department? Can you- absolutely. Okay, go ahead. A- anybody in the federal government can be termed according okay. to this. So what happened was we got into main convention, elect the officers, and then they broke out into committees three committees of roughly equal size, roughly 50 people per committee, representative from each state on each committee. And they brought amendments with them that they had crafted back in their home states. We also had grassroots activists from all over the country propose amendments. We had over a 1,000 proposals came in. So those were sorted and grouped together and provided to the commissioners in advance. And so they had something to start from, much like it would be in a real convention, because these commissioners are going to come with recommendations from their own people, states. People, yeah. Yeah, and he, I mean, for example, in Texas... Governor Abbott has proposed the Texas plan, and he has nine amendments he's proposed. Texas is going to bring its own plan when there's an actual convention. So uh, if, if Abbott is doing, I'm ready to sign on. Well, it's some great amendments, and he's yeah. stepped up, and he's really become a leader in this movement nationally. Good. He wrote a book about it. He's doing a great job. By the way, your lieutenant governor here in Texas signed on as well. Fantastic guy. So, lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick about a week ago oh, said, it's, Dan Patrick, yeah. said it's a legislative priority. I think you're thinking Ken Paxton, yes, maybe a good friend of ours, great, guy, supportive guy. Yeah. So all the leaders are signing on here in the great state of Texas Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. So what came out of it were six amendments. So, But the process is really important to me, Glenn, because what happened was each committee had the ability to propose three because we were limited by time. So we limited them to three each. What I thought was so great is that they didn't each propose three. They were so serious that one of the committees could only get to two. And so two proposed three, one proposes two. We ended up with eight on the floor. They go to full debate. And the committees start presenting their reports. 
And one of them out of the eight got tabled. They just couldn't come to agreement. So here we are. We're doing a mock convention. It's not even the real deal. They're so serious about it, they won't vote for something that they don't absolutely believe in. They weren't willing to just put something out there. One of them gets tabled. One gets voted down outright. I mean, to me, that was the proudest part, not what they did, but what they didn't do. The idea of a runaway. These guys wouldn't let it run away, and it wasn't even real. Mm. And so we got things like we got a term limits amendment out. Frankly, I didn't really love the term limits amendment. It was 12 years in the House and 12 years in the Senate for a total of 24 years. To me, I mean... Oh, jeez. Yeah, let's really crack down. Exactly. So, But remember, you're dealing with a bunch of state legislators. They don't necessarily yeah. love term limits. Would you go with 12 years in the House or 12 years in the Senate? I, I would prefer something like yeah. that. But I actually think... I take that. I take it on this, this point. At least you get rid of the, you know, the McCain. Absolutely. And, uh, the long time, the Robert Oh, my Burns, gosh. When, you have, when, you, when, you're, when you're rolling somebody in on an iron lung to vote, it's time to go. 12 and 12. I could deal with that. It's only yeah. two terms in the Senate. Right. I mean, two I, terms you know, in the Senate and, and it's, it's six, six terms, terms in, the in the House. But, I mean... That's not, that's not ridiculous. But no. what was so great about it was the debate. And you can actually watch this online. The entire uncensored debate oh, is online. Where is it? Like it's at conventionofstates.com. Right there on the front, you can look at the COS simulation. You can watch it as much or as little as you want. Watch your state delegations debate. It's incredible. So they're so serious. And they're arguing what's the right amount of time. They're arguing about the power of the bureaucracy if you have shorter term limits and how the lobbyists and the bureaucrats become stronger and the representation is less. The debate was nothing less than watching great statesmen and women from all over America debate the most important issues of our time. To me, the process more than the result was extraordinary. So you think the two things that would really be um, on the agenda is, is the term limits and uh, and what was the other one? I, I think term limits and balanced budget are term easy. Term limits and balanced budget. Those are easy. I think another one that's easy is, uh, which wasn't really discussed in this convention, was a single subject amendment. We're tired of 2,000-page omnibus bills. Yes, yes, yes. So what, I think that's really important. That's 95% with the American people. Really it's important. easy to get it done. The other thing that should be done is make them go back to their districts and stay there. I'm told that what we I, I call that the virtual Congress. We have the technology. They should. Yes, and it's home. better for security. Yes, it's better for it's better for lobbying. You don't, you don't they're not all in one place like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. Right. The lobbyists are going to spend a lot of money traveling. It's it really tough to for lobbyists to. to Absolutely. Uh, well, and forgive me for that. saying so. But, you know, if you're an environmentalist, it's a much lower carbon footprint to keep <laughs> yes. at home in their yes. own districts. Right. So it plays to be able to sell that to leftists. You know, another thing yeah. that came out of it that I thought was great was something they called the abrogation amendment, allowing three fifths of states to vote to overrule any decision of the Supreme Court or any rule, regulation, or authority coming out of Congress or the executive. So an executive wow. order that we don't like, three-fifths of states vote, it's gone. It's off the table. So I they, love that. Return the power to the people. Love that. Wow, is that great. And that's one of my favorites. That one passed? That one passed. Wow. It came out. Here's another one that passed that I thought was pretty extraordinary. I think maybe more limited chance in an actual convention, the repeal of the 16th Amendment passed out of convention. Mm. Extraordinary. There was a huge wow. debate around what to do after the repeal of the 16th Amendment. The fair tax was suggested and debated really strongly on the floor, a long debate. And eventually they struck the fair tax and they said, look, we're just going to say we've got to get rid of the federal income tax. You know, we'll figure it out legislatively what to replace it with. But the federal income tax went in the convention. Holy cow. Well, wait, wait, so this is an interesting thing, because let's just say this were to happen, because the 16th Amendment is, 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 is directly from hell. 
um, as we mm-hmm. know. So, but South, it, South it's hell. from Southern hell. <laughs> uh, so it comes out, and there's so now there's no income tax. Right. It, what if you can't pass something else to replace it? We have nothing to fund the government. Wouldn't that be an argument against this process? Well, first of all, you it leaves here. And then it, then the debate really starts. Hopefully, this will be you know watched by everybody as it's going on. But if they can't um, but pass it, the fair tax or whatever would be replaced, right? It. But you would have enough time between the convention and the states approving it, yeah. and then the government responding to what the states just approved. That you'd be having that conversation. Well, and this is what's important. So politicians are not generally known as brave souls, right? We don't really see much leadership out of politicians. They move when they're forced to move. And so if we want our politicians to make tough decisions, we have to put them in a situation where they are required to make tough decisions, which is what this particular situation, the repeal of the 16th. Would certainly do that. That's what What reminded me too, real quick, Glenn. Do you think there's a possibility is if you got to the point where there actually the convention was going on and these these proposals were on the table like, hey, we need to, uh, you know, we're going to get rid of the 16th Amendment. Is it potentially possible that Congress acts on their own to offset that? So they say, well, wait a minute, well, maybe we should cut taxes. Maybe we'll do term limits here instead of that to try to, to, try to stop you guys uh, and maybe do some of the work for you. Possible? I fully expect, not that it's possible, I expect that will happen. And we're prepared for that. We're preparing our grassroots and we're preparing the state legislators. Our attitude going into this, into this process is too late for Congress and, and frankly, what we say is we don't need no stinking Congress. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because if they start to propose these and play those games, our people know those games are coming, and we will simply ignore them. We're not interested in what they have to propose. Once the process starts, they're out of the loop. They chose to be locked out by not taking action. Our people know the games are coming. The state legislators know the games are coming. And so our intent is to ignore them because they will come up with a balanced budget amendment that has so many loopholes in it that it's meaningless. And then they'll tell us, like we already did it. We got Does it. that win over states 35, 36, 37, 38 that are barely within the process and not hardcore dedicated? And I mean, we saw this with uh, what was like a stew pack with the um, with the abortion funding in, in Obamacare. Uh, you know, he, he was, oh, I will never vote for Obamacare or, or, you know, funding for abortion. And then, you know, the president was like, well, what if I write it down on this post-it note in the Oval Office? And he's like, oh, OK, now I'm going to vote for it. These guys get the, the, the ones that are Winnable. By the way, how's that working out for him? It worked out really well. Worked yeah. out really well. Uh, you know, but I mean, those guys will be won over by some of the stuff, won't they? Well, here's the issue. What we're talking about is not a theoretical exercise. What we're talking about is the greatest act of political muscularity in American history. And I don't say that out of ego. I'm not doing it. And it's not done yet, to be clear. It's up to the Lord whether it will actually get done. But remember, when 34 states pass, it means that millions and millions and millions of people want this to happen. Politicians not being brave souls are very good at jumping in front of a parade. And we already see this in states where we gain more and more support as politicians start saying, you know, this convention idea, I've always been in favor. I was talking about this back in high school. It's incredible. right? (laughs) And this is literally what I expect to happen as we move towards 30, 31, 32 states, you're going to see politicians who've been against it all along are now in favor and they're going to champion it. It's starting to have electoral consequences for folks. We don't engage in direct electoral activity, but we have 1.45 million activists. We literally now have activists in every single state legislative district in the United States of America. That's never been done before in any project in American history, as far as I'm aware. So what these people are doing is they are putting just bald political muscle pressure on their representatives. 
Look, my goal is way beyond convention of states. The goal is to restore self-governance to America. Amen. The goal is to answer this question, who decides? That's the question facing America. It's so not let, what should we do? So, so let me ask you this, because one of the biggest who decides thing is the Commerce Clause. Did they do anything on the Commerce Clause? They did. They redefined the Commerce Clause and took it largely back to what it was intended to be as a very limited enumerated power. You're gonna, I know you're a Commerce Clause guy. You're going to love it. You can go to the website and look at the exact language. They did an extraordinary job drafting Commerce Clause limitations. Just that changes everything. EPA, everything. Department of Education, Department of Energy, Commerce. Everything changes. Just any one of these. I mean, term limits yeah. does that, I think. Yeah. Uh, balanced budget probably does that. So, 16th Amendment definitely okay, does so, um, uh, Yeah, I've got about a minute here. Um, if people want to get involved, they just go to the conventionofstates.com? Go to conventionofstates.com, sign the petition. That'll link you with your district. You'll get connected with your district captain. You can volunteer at any level. Do very simple things like just sign the petition or get involved and start organizing your neighbors and your friends. We've got all kinds of training tools. We are training the most sophisticated, active grassroots army in America. We are going to answer the question, who decides, with we decide. And you can go to conventionofstates.com. That's how folks get involved. I am in 100%. Thank you. You let us know how we can help you. Um, Please get involved. Convention of states. Can you tell me quickly what states um, have it? Or what states you're close in? I, I would say some of the most important states, I would say the most important state in the fight right now, Texas. We haven't decided yet? You have not. And mm-hmm. we, we got close in the last session. We made it through the House. We got stopped by a couple of senators in the Senate last session. Of course, we didn't have Governor Abbott on board or the Lieutenant Governor on board. So it's going to be different. Also, last session, we had 21,000 activists in Texas. Now we have 97,000 activists in Texas. So oh. the Army is on the field and we intend to steamroll through the Texas legislature this year. That's my number one target because as Texas goes, so go many of the states. In the oh, nation. big time. Okay, good. Please get involved. Texas, join me by uh, signing today. Conventionofstates.com. Conventionofstates.com. Thank you so much. You. We'll talk to you again early and often, I hope. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Regardless whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BD Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming. 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD.